0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another session of Unstoppable Leadership with Zachary Pritchard. He is a financial coach and he also has a podcast called All Around Wellness. Welcome today, Zachary. How are you doing today? And introduce yourself to our viewers and let's go. I'm
1: doing good. Yes, I'm, my name is Zach Pritchard. I'm um, hosted the all-around wellness, where we kind of just destroy the self-deception within us. To interview all types of people within the the industry to help kind of recreate that um, mental um, block that we typically have, and kind of break through that.
0: Yeah, and that's an important thing is breaking through that self-loathing that we have for ourselves that we continue to create, especially when it comes to around financial well-being and health and wellness well-being. We have a tendency to talk really bad to ourselves. And so let's talk a little bit about that when you start talking about health and wellness, what are some of the things when you start talking about changing our mindset? What's the one thing that you talk about that you hear over and over again that people struggle with?
1: I think it's they struggle with the, the daily or the trying to change their, their behavior, their habits. Um, and I see it a lot in the financial part just because that's what I do. But um, it, it they struggle with that. You know, anybody can say, I want to do this or I want to do that. But it's how you how do you get yourself to actually do it on a consistent basis? And
0: because I can
1: set a monthly goal or, you know, a six month goal. But how do you start that first week? Like, how do you get it started? And that's usually the hard part is getting anything started, any kind of habit or. Um, and then that, you know, people think of a mental shift. It's it, they think of it as a, a, you know, a light switch. You can just flip it on or off. Um, but typically it's, it takes some time to shift that mindset and it's not a, you can't just say, okay, today I'm going to think this and tomorrow I'm going to think that. Like you can say that, but there's some work involved that you have to do to, to work that up. And, and it's a daily kind of mental, I'm going to re- reaffirm what I'm thinking, what I want to do. Um, and you got to keep that in your mind and keep awareness. It's, it's a lot about self-awareness and self-love, um, trying to take care of yourself before you can you know, really take care of anybody else. And, it, I, you know, it started with, you know, this whole, I guess, process of the self-deception really came out. I kind of saw it in a different picture, i should say, um, when I, I lost my job last fall and uh, been there for five 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 and a half years. And I was in, I was one of the main managers of operations. And so I was doing really good. And I had this high level of, you know, self you know, there's a high level of success in my head that I, like I was this kind of this guy. I was managing a you know, multi-million dollar company and so everything was going good. And then all of a sudden I was gone. And yes. so and it was, you know, I was fired because of a mistake that was made um, and not, not because of COVID or anything like that. Um, and so it just kind of tore my mental capacity down to, I mean, really, I mean, I, I struggled because I started my business right after that. And it was one of those that, you know, for six, eight, nine months, I, I struggled to find anybody that would that would hire me to help them with their finances. I could do the work. I knew what to do. But my, my, my attitude and my opinion, my voice was not coming across that way um, to them because I was stuck in my own mind.
0: Yeah. And that's an important thing to talk about, too. We learn more from our failures than we do from our successes, especially when you are at the top of the game and then you're going like, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. The leadership was good. And then all of a sudden you find yourself, oh, wow, I failed big time. And I talk about that. One of the things that I learned through working through retail is, and I can equate the multi-million dollar thing because I was helping run a store with $114 million volume and I was struggling. And when you go from a $54 million volume to $114 million, it's, it's a huge difference. And a lot of people don't realize that and don't think of along those terms. And there's a lot of businesses that don't make that kind of money and when you're running a team of 350 associates and you have that sales volume that's coming in you have to begin your day as you are already behind and that goes for any business if you don't start your day as you're already behind guess what you're already you're going to be behind before you know it and you can't catch up, and I think that's where some of those failures come from. Um, My biggest failure is I was not asking for help, and with not asking for help, I was struggling, like mentally, physically exhausted, and it was all because I didn't ask for help, so when you start talking about that mistake that you made, that for you was a pivotal life change, what is some of the things that you had to do to get your subconscious to understand okay that mistake was made it's done now let's move on
1: well i, I think i had to voice it i mean i know I, I didn't necessarily go to therapy so to speak i wish i kind of would have now that i, I kind of look back so um i think that would be but you have to voice it you have to talk about your opinion and find people that that trust you enough to talk uh, real with you um because I had to voice my anger out, like you had to get it out. Um, I was angry. I was mad that I was, I was getting fired. It was, in my opinion, it wasn't a, a fireable, you know, mistake. Um, but you know, ultimately, they had he had his thoughts and, and that type of thing. So, I mean, I can go back today and I, I still respect him. I'll I'll meet with him, you know, with my boss. I respected him so much, um, and I, I can go sit down and talk to him now. But a year ago, I didn't want to see him. You know, I was I was that aggravated. Um, because I had so much passion for the job, but like you said, I mean the, the mistakes I was making um, was a lot was because I didn't communicate. Hey, I'm I'm struggling here. Or I'm struggling there. Um, so I, I, I feel you right there. But so back to your question, though, the, I think the number one thing is voicing it and talking about it too, especially your spouse. Um, talking talking it out and then kind of going through that, and it really just have to. Like, for me, I had to look back and say, okay, that was the last, like, six months of the job that I was struggling so much. Um, you know, go back before that. What was I doing? And 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 I can't let that six months define my whole being, so to speak. And that's what I was doing. I was letting that six months of time, or not even six months, probably just a couple. So I was letting those couple months that I was struggling so hard and just I was working like crazy because I had so much to do and not enough time to do it. Um, and then, you know, I was letting those two months uh, define me. And they were, and it was like, okay, those two months that I struggled, and I was making so many mistakes, and I left. And I tried to start my own business, and I'm like, how are people going to hire me if I'm not, if I can't do my, you know, my own thing? And so that was the, those were the number two the two things that i think is the big um big thing and you know i i told i was telling people yeah i'm not this or uh, especially as i lost the job it was like you know they made they made a mistake in firing me that was their fault they shouldn't have done that like they're the bad company and the more you think about it it's like you know they have their they have their, their opinion their reasoning for it um and yeah, and I, I guarantee you my boss was thinking, it because I remember we sat down that last day, and he told me, he's like, don't let this define you, And but I was already aggravated, he already let me go at that point, so I was like, whatever, dude, you know, that's not, um, I'm not listening to you anymore at that point, but uh, I kind of go back now, and it's like, you know, if he had the, the, the urge to say that in that moment, he knew what that feeling was going to be like. Yeah. And so I think that was that was a big part for me was like realizing that he probably knew that it was time for me to go and, and do something else, um, even though I wasn't quite ready because I didn't leave on my terms. Like, and that's that's the big part. Like my pride was like, no, I want to leave on my terms. Yeah. Um, so.
0: Exactly. And I can get I can get that feeling because one of because my failure was so acute, especially to me and finding out from a coworker, hey, they're going to let you go in six months. And that was really like you were talking about. It, it burns you up for a little bit because you're going to like do what? Because some of us. Have that attitude, and I'm going to say it. And some people probably get offended, but I'm going to say it anyway. We think are we think we are the it thing. We think we are the bag of chips that's going to save the company, and that we strut in there and we think we're doing good, and then come to find out, oh yeah, we're not doing so good. And when we become that realization. And you touched on it just a little bit when you were saying, well, how are people going to believe me? And it's called the imposter syndrome. A lot of us struggle with it. I struggled with it until recently. And I still struggle with it just a tad because there is so much competition out in the outside world. And we're going like and we see The people like, and I don't know who for you for the financial world or the health and wellness being world. But for me, it would be the Tony Robbins, the Mel Robbins, the Les Browns. And you're looking at those people and you're going like, I can't be those people. Well, Newsflash, none of us are those people. We're not meant to be those people. And once we really understand that we have a uniqueness that we can bring to the table, that imposter syndrome falls by the wayside. And then now you're going like, okay, what can I do to improve somebody's life? And I think for a lot of us that are coaches out there, that is the number one biggest thing, especially when it comes to health and wellness, who can I improve today? Who can I help today? Who can I serve? And once you start putting that out there and saying, who can I help? All the imposter syndrome crap goes away. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts, and I know some of you have, you know that I am straight and direct to the point. I don't foo foo nothing. And the reason why is because I feel that the people that listen to me and listen to my guests have the wherewithal to, you know, throw away the foo-foo stuff that gets thrown at them because the foo-foo stuff doesn't really give you any value. It might make you feel good for a minute, but it doesn't give you value. It doesn't change your life. It doesn't give you actionable things that you can take away when you listen to a podcast and say, okay, I can do this. And one of those actionable things for me was doing a morning routine. Is that something that you let your clients know, Hey, in order to get yourself to that point, you need to have a routine.
1: No, absolutely. And that's, you know, I could get better at my routine for like, you know, I've got my routine for my business, my morning stuff, but then I need my routine for my, you know, physical, just kind of keeping if I'm going to work out or, but a lot of times, you've got to set your mind up for the day and like you said earlier you got to almost you know feel like you're behind um but then you know your my so routine is key because that keeps your mind focused on what you're doing and you're not gonna let that imposter syndrome sink in um because and so affirmations is a big thing like telling yourself no i am this person i am this person um you know for me my one of my dreams is to be you know CEO of a major company and so you know one of the affirmations that I've created is I am the CEO of this company making this much money this much having this much employees and then we're doing execs for the employees so it's that like my putting my goals and dreams on paper and seeing it not just in my head but seeing it on paper and then voicing it voicing it makes it even more real Um, and so and I'm not saying I do that every single morning but I did for a while. like it, it was a it was a mental block. I had to break that um, inflow of imposter syndrome thoughts. like so you asked the you know you are Tony Robbins and so mine would be Dave Ramsey. like my uh, you know my I, I learned a lot from him. I listened to him you know religiously, and I, and I love what they do in there. um kind of what made me want to get into it because I love helping people so much, but and I think that was a big thing was I was, I even was went to their training program for, for coaches. And so they've taught me a lot of what I know. Um, and so it's been hard just to break away from that and say, you know, I've kind of put some stuff on my website that have his you know, name and his background on it and whatnot. And it's been that process of transitioning to know this is my brand and this is what, who I want to build, what I want to build. And, you know, I started writing a book. On communication that came from this whole process of, of losing the, the job, and um, but it, and it all starts with that self communication the communication you have with yourself. Um, you got to have empathy, you got to trust yourself, um, you have to set your own expectations with yourself. Um, you have to, I mean, conversations in your head are supposed to sharpen yourself, like as you think and, and, and contemplate things, it's like that iron sharpens iron, like it's if you argue with yourself in a sense it can help sharpen those thoughts and sharpen those ideas that you have and not let somebody else come and say no you're this person and you're not as good as this person well you don't have to be as good as that person like you can be better than that person like i had a friend tell me when i was going through the the job loss and stuff and going through all this i have we me and my friend started a weekly meeting and we just chatted like we talked for two hours in the morning it was you know five o'clock in the morning because that's when i could do it but we talked about it and he helped me kind of talk through my anger and stuff like that and one of the big things was you know he he told me he's like maybe you're going to be bigger than dave ramsey eventually and so it's like why why can't i be like i don't have to do the same stuff he is but i can still be bigger and do different things and um i can do some of the same things but you know but i'm still going to do it a different way i'm still my unique person and i think that's what um what started for me so the book was kind of wrapping all that in together um but then what I was as I was writing the book people kept asking me like and you can go on Amazon there's thousands and thousands of books out there um and so why is mine going to be different you know why should I write a book there's thousands of books on communication well you know you have a unique perspective I think that's part of you know, my book is having a different perspective. Everybody has that, and you got to be able to communicate with people and allow them to speak with their perspective and speak into your perspective. And so, you know, when yeah. when your iron sharpens iron, some of that metal is gone, and you're reforming a new piece essentially. So, you're, you're you know taking some off of this one, some off of that one, and you have a new piece. Um, so that's that's where I, that's how I destroyed that self-deception, that um, imposter syndrome thinking I guess.
0: Yeah and you bring up a good point. So is your book already published or are you in the middle of getting it published?
1: I'm in the middle of it now. Uh, I'm still writing some of it so I've still got a little ways to go but I'm gonna eventually get something on my website that people can go to and and start to follow. Um, I've got a blog on my website that talks about honest communication and that's really what what I'm talking about Um, and so I mean, I'm still in the middle of that right now. but Yeah.
0: And I'm telling you what, people that are writing books, my hat's off to you. I am in the idea stages of mine, and I think what helps me the most, so if those of you out there are listening or listening to the replay, if you're seriously thinking about doing a book, somebody gave me a tip, and they said, just put it on voice recorder. I was going to like, Okay. And I downloaded an app and it's a speech note app. And that's what I used to actually do my hour long speech that I gave um, last year to about 600 students. And I used that speech note app to write my speech because I was going to like, number one, I hate writing, but I love telling stories. So that allowed me to get that speech done in a matter of 10 minutes. That was a 45-minute speech. And I was able to have most of it done within 10 to 30 minutes. And I would go back, download it, and I would, you know, tweak it just a little bit. And then I had my speech. And I'm going like, so why can't I do that for my book? It's like, oh, light bulb goes off. (laughs) So for those that you that want to publish a book and you're going like and you're like me and you hoard sitting down at a keyboard and you just stare at it, download speech notes. It's absolutely free. I download it through um, my Android, and I just when I when the mood hits, I will pop that on and I will speak into it and it will print out the words and I'm going to like there you go. And then once you download it, then you can just move the pieces around for your chapters and before you know it, you have a book within 30 to 40 days or probably even less. It just depends on how big your book is and how deep you really want to go. And especially when you're talking about communication, yeah, you're right, there's a ton out there. However, everybody is individual and when you have the different way of speaking about communication, it might be somebody's aha moment. It might be somebody's moment that you're going to change their life, and you have no clue that you're going to change their life. Just like when Mel Robbins wrote 54321, that was her way of saying, you know, this is my way of getting out of depression. And I never heard of 4321, didn't even know who she was until I went to see her at a convention. And I'm going, like, and it just like all of a sudden just turned on for me. So each person is different in that regard. So I'm glad that you brought that up.
1: I think that's, I mean, that's great. And I remember hearing that from, from Mel too. I think the, you know, the, what, what comes to mind when I hear that is like, that's that's the, the part of your, of your brain that you do have to flip on and say, I'm doing it now. But then there's still that work to do every day to keep that I mean, do it every day. Like, no, this is what I'm doing. That's what I said yesterday. And so, you know, a big part of that is that the self love or that self um, communication of like, can you, or you, you have the self accountability to yourself to hold to what you're going to, what you say you're going to do. And I struggle with that a lot. Like I say, I'm going to do this, but then I'm like, Oh, well I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do this or I'll merge it or I'll change it or I'll, mess. you know, you kind of, in your head you you justify why you're not doing it and you have to justify it to yourself and and that's the that's the problem we we, we struggle with and the problem I struggle struggles with is you know getting out of that that box so it was like well you know people are just supposed to flock to me cuz now I'm a financial coach they're supposed to just come and I don't need to, I know what I'm doing they're supposed to just come and and then it, it doesn't work that way so you've got to and what I think what really spoke to me with the, the amount of, um, the amount of, uh, I mean, just the importance of how much that affected my job, like how much my mindset affected my ability to, um, sell, or, or you know, get people to, to help people really. Cause even, even when I did get a client, I get them into the, to the coaching session and it was just I was all over the place. I wasn't organized. I wasn't really in the right mindset. And so it was a month later and they were, they were leaving. Um, and that was early in the, in the process. But at this point, like I go into the coaching session, I'm organized. I know what I'm doing. And they're almost like shocked at the end of the, um, at the end of the session. Cause they're like, awesome. Like, order, Like, you know, I need to, I need to get this going now. And so you know, it's all about that mindset. And so that's, uh, it's key.
0: It definitely is. So as we wrap up, what is one last nugget about mindset and self-love that you can give our viewers?
1: So in the, in the wake of the books, like if there, if there's a lot of people out there that are wanting to write a book, think about it is if if you're trying to help somebody with a book, whether, whether it's a fiction book or a nonfiction, it, it doesn't really matter. You're, if you give somebody Uh, oh like one tip to help them and it changes their whole life is it not worth it like I mean think about how many books out there have not sold one copy at all I don't I mean, I, I haven't done the research necessarily but I can't say that there's any books that haven't sold at least one copy and they didn't at least change one person's life and so because you wrote it in your way it may not be the next bestseller but it gets changed hundreds of lives I mean, it, it takes thousands of books to sell within a week to become a bestseller. So you've got to, um, I mean, yeah, that's a big number, but what if it, what if it sold 500 copies and you changed 500 lives? Is it not worth it? Just because they like the way you think. And if they like the way you think somebody else does too. So I, I love cool. that. Like, just breaking that deception, like kill that. I can't.
0: Yeah. And there's one of my favorite things when you say I can't is whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And that was actually by Ford. And you know what? That quote still stands and it's correct. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you are correct. Henry Ford was more than above his time. Whenever he started doing cars. And I think now if he was living in our time and to say that quote, I think he would have quite a bit of followers because number one, you are your own worst enemy when it comes to self-loathing. We talk so mean to ourselves that I was thinking about that the other day that if we actually talk to somebody the way we talk to ourselves I think we would be getting slapped upside the head to be honest that is how bad we talk to ourselves and you know I grew up with grandma having a hickory switch and that's what I imagine if we were confronting somebody that we're talking so bad and if it was just you know if it was us doing that and we could turn around and say you know what Put put a stop to that. There is no reason why you should hate yourself so much that you're willing to talk to yourself that way. And when you put it in that perspective, then your life changes and it changes in an instant. And I'm not going to say that it's going to get better quickly. Some of us have to really work at it. Some of mine took years to get rid of the gunk that I was dealing with. And it does take a little bit. But once you are over that hump and you do say, you know, maybe I do need to write that book or maybe I need to be that coach for somebody. And a lot of people are coaching and you don't even know that you're doing it. I was one of those. And I did not realize I was coaching people until somebody said, well, are you a coach? I was like, "Uh, no. Well, you should be. (laughs) And (laughs) that is one reason why I started doing what I was doing, because people need to hear you. They need to hear your voice. They need to either hear it be a podcast or read it be a book or audiobook, however you're going to do it. Your thoughts, your voice does need to be heard. I Zachary, I appreciate this. This was actually really good and I think our listeners have probably come away with a lot of insight, especially when you are thinking about either writing a book or being a coach or just changing your profession. Or if you get terminated, maybe that door is opening another opportunity that you didn't know that was there. And for those of us that have been terminated, um, I've been um, once (laughs) in my career. And you know what? That's actually a job I absolutely did not miss that I got terminated from. I was a telemarketer. I'll never do that ever again. But You learn from those and you learn because that opens another door, another opportunity. So work through your emotions because I will not be one to tell you to put on a happy smile and, you know, see that window, see that door. Because you do need to process your anger, your frustration. And once you do, see that door, see that window, run through it, crawl through it. I don't care how you do it. Get through it because there's opportunity on that other side. So Zachary, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just
1: saying ahead. that's the biggest thing that for me was breaking through that that mindset of that there is an opportunity there and it's, it could be bigger than what you what you know of. And so one last little tidbit that when I was in high school and college, I hated writing. I've never, you know, I've never really liked it. But these last two months, I've probably written sixty thousand words in between blogs and, and my book. So. Just don't let yesterday determine your future. So be be who you are.
0: Oh, I love that one. Somebody needs to, whoever's listening, you need to write that down. Because <laughs> that's a good quote. Everyone, thank you for listening. And as always, whether you believe it or not, you are unstoppable and you are beacon of hope. Thank you, Zachary.
1: Thank you.